from certain perspective, it looks as if there is a bubble around cybersecurity globally and definitely in Israel. But I fully agree with you that the need for advanced cybersecurity is here to stay and definitely is going to intensify. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. If you're into cyber, you're gonna love this one. Meet Nathan Shuhami, a managing partner at Hyperwise Ventures, an Israeli venture capital that leads seed investments in the cybersecurity and enterprise software domains. He co-founded and led as a CEO Centrigo Inc., acquired by McAfee, where he became VP Database Security. Nathan later co-founded Hyperwise Security, acquired by Checkpoint Software Technologies, where he became VP of Emerging Products. Nathan Shukhami, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Michael. Uh, everything is well. Hopefully, it's the same with you. Excited to everything be here. Is- I'm, I'm excited to have you here, an expert in cybersecurity, both as an entrepreneur, but also as a venture capital investor. Uh, so you, you're, you've seen both ends, and obviously, you know, from the startup nation and the world of cybersecurity, uh, we're just seeing the industry boom more and more. Uh, and while uh, I've had some uh, interesting discussions with uh, fellow friends and researchers about maybe this is just, you know, one big bubble that is going to burst, uh, I really don't think it will. And I think that, you know, we're in it for the long run. Uh, the more the technology advances, the more we're going to have this cat and mouse game, uh, which obviously keeps it interesting, given that we're the sort of the cat and and the, the red team is, is the mouse. And so what I'm really excited to talk to you about is your expertise in the world of cybersecurity, your entrepreneurial journey, your investment thesis, but also, you know, the way that now you see you know, the industry from the side and, and what, are, what have been your observations over, you know, years of experience and watching hundreds, if not thousands of, of young entrepreneurs go through that. So Nathan, uh, get us started. Tell me a little bit about who you are and a little bit about your journey. Um, so, um, indeed, uh, throughout my uh, professional career, uh, I had uh, multiple experiences. So I, I definitely consider myself to be blessed from uh, that perspective. Uh, I started my professional career like many others, especially in the Israeli high tech and cybersecurity industry by uh, serving uh, almost 11 years with the uh, 8200. Uh, fulfilling wow. uh, multiple uh, multiple uh, roles, uh, having a very uh, exciting uh, career there. Then uh, for a short period of time, I was uh, seriously considering uh, developing uh, um, a legal career. So I was, uh, really? even though I was very technical, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even though I was very technical uh, in, in my background, uh, I was seriously considering uh, studying math. And even up until today, this is definitely a, a soaring point, but nevertheless, I chose to um, study laws. I had a, a first and second degree in commercial law from the uh, Tel Aviv University. I was um, I did my internship in uh, in uh, Jacob Weinroth uh, law firm and then in the Israeli Supreme Court. I wow. was even touch, uh, teaching uh, contracts in the Tel Aviv University for uh, three years. Uh, but then uh, I was lucky and I got a proposal from uh, a guy that uh, used to serve with me. 
uh, with the 8200 that in the early 90s has established a, a startup and he uh, gave me a, a proposal that uh, I couldn't refuse. And uh, in the mid 90s, I decided to join a startup by the name of Enigma, which was not a cybersecurity startup despite the name. And uh, I was uh, I worked for Enigma for uh, nine and a half years, primarily as a sales manager, as a VP sales, living uh, for uh, four years uh, in Boston and then moving to Europe and becoming VP sales Europe for uh, four years out of Munich. But then in uh, uh, 2006, uh, I met a, a brilliant technical entrepreneur by the name of Slavik Markovic, who later became the CEO of the Misto. And uh, together yep. we have established a, a cybersecurity startup by the name of Centrigo, focusing on uh, database security. We moved to the Bay Area in 2008. Uh, we crossed the horrible uh, crisis of the subprime cr uh, crisis, the meltdown in 2008, literally three months after we both relocated to the Bay Area. Tough times. I have to say, Nathan, in, uh, funny anecdote is that Slavik was actually guest number 11 on this show. Uh, he is a very, very good friend, and I met him quite a few times at Palatine Network offices. And, uh, and, he was, and in our episode, he talked exactly about what you're saying, about you know, relocating to California in 2008 crisis, but please go on. Yeah, Slavik is an amazing, uh, brilliant uh, entrepreneur. Um, and in the, uh, we, we managed to persevere, by the way, was very difficult, I can tell you. Many sleepless nights, and uh, in uh, early 2011, uh, we got acquired by by McAfee, and we became the the database security solution of McAfee. Uh, right. I worked for uh, McAfee as an executive for uh, a few years. After four years in the Bay Area, I relocated back with my family to to Israel. Uh, departed from McAfee, and in uh, late uh, 2013, the beginning of 2014, I met my current two partners. Both of them are young, uh, very ambitious, uh, skillful guys from 8200, uh, from the Aram uh, program. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, w once they finished their military service, they invented an amazing technology for identifying evasive attacks next generation sandbox harnessing new capabilities of the Intel CPU uh, uh, framework. Um, and uh, we established in early 2014, a cybersecurity startup by the name of uh, Hyperwise Security. And a year later, we got acquired by Checkpoint. And from uh, uh, 2015 until 2019, the three of us have worked uh, for Checkpoint. I was the VP of Emerging Products for Checkpoint. Reporting to, to the president of Checkpoint, uh, I managed a team of about 200 sales reps and sales engineers, and I was focusing on the advanced security solutions of Checkpoint, namely cloud security, mobile security, endpoint security, and advanced threat prevention. The next generation sandbox of Checkpoint by the name, a product by a family of product by the name of Sandblast, um, a target of about $300 million a year. Wow. Um, did very well. And uh, by the end of 2019, the three of us, we decided to, to depart and to establish a, a proper venture capital. Six months, uh, we uh, dedicated six months to raise funds uh, for uh, Hyperwise uh, Ventures. And in the end of uh, February 2020, 
So almost a year ago, we launched the, the fund. It's a $70 million fund uh, focusing on uh, early stage uh, seed investments. We want to lead the seed rounds. And since then, we made uh, five uh, investments uh, and uh, we are uh, very active, um, you know, looking for brilliant entrepreneurs to partner with them to establish amazing startups. Focus is wow. uh, cybersecurity, but also enterprise software. So obviously, we have a very strong background in cybersecurity, mm-hmm. but we are not limiting ourselves to only cybersecurity. We do enter- proper enterprise software as well. So right. a very diverse uh, career spanning more than very. 25 years. Uh, and again, I consider myself to be very lucky from that perspective. So Nathan, even before we do a deeper dive into you know, these different experiences and currently what you're doing with HyperWise VC, tell me a little bit about the cybersecurity you know, market in general or the industry. And it's, it's a uniquely, you know, different, I think, than, than a lot of other industries. Um, it's something that is, you know, obviously very special to us uh, here in Israel and with the background that we come with. But tell me a little bit about, you know, how you see the cybersecurity world, both, you know, from the entrepreneur's perspective of an early stage company realizing that there's this gap, there's, there's technological gap and opportunity to going and, you know, creating these companies uh, that are acquired by, you know, by fantastic companies like Checkpoint and McAfee. But also from the investor's perspective, understanding, okay, how does the world actually look, you know, from a bird's eye view on cybersecurity and, and where are we headed with it? Um, it's a very uh, good and important uh, question because indeed from the outside, and you were very right uh, uh, in your opening uh, uh, words, saying that from certain perspective, it looks as if there is a bubble around cybersecurity globally and definitely in Israel. But I fully agree with you that the need for advanced cybersecurity is here to stay and definitely is going to intensify. The cat and mouse race that you were describing, but it's important to stress out that the core uh, capabilities around offensive cyber, I mean, the bad guys, the, the red teams, uh, in the last uh, 15 years is uh, financed by, by government. Uh, offensive cyber is definitely considered as a strategic arm uh, today for nations because uh, of uh, its amazing effectiveness compared to other alternatives. Uh, so today, nations will invest a fortune in identifying the most brilliant attackers and to finance core R&D in identifying zero-day vulnerabilities, harnessing them uh, to breach, to hack, uh, to create uh, uh, potential damage, and so forth. Uh, a lot of that uh, data uh, and knowledge that is gained by, by governments and nations will eventually leak to cybersecurity criminals, and we will see the effect of that uh, core uh, uh, knowledge uh, on our day, uh, day-to-day life, even as consumers, definitely as uh, civilian enterprises and so forth. What I want to now, uh, to now ask is this transition from entrepreneur to investor. So going from looking at one problem really deeply to now you know, expanding your reach and, and looking at a variety of problems and trying to figure out how they piece together with the industry of cybersecurity, not just your solution. Did you find that transition you know, difficult, easy? Uh, did you have to change skill sets in order to do that? 
So uh, a, a big portion of my experience uh, was uh, definitely relevant because at the end of the day, uh, when, it, when it comes to establishing a startup, uh, not only the team needs to have a brilliant idea and a barrier to entry, but at the end of the day, the startup needs, especially in a very competing arena, the startup needs to execute and excel on the sales and revenue fronts. And this is an area where I have right. a, lot of, a lot of experience uh, from choosing the right go-to-market for the startup, moving through establishing an effective uh, sales uh, operation, especially in the US. From, so from that perspective, I definitely felt that the experience I have gained as a VP sales in the United States and in Europe and later uh, as CEO, uh, for at least two cybersecurity startups was definitely relevant. But obviously, as an investor, there are additional uh, considerations that you need to take that uh, as an entrepreneur, you don't always uh, think about the financial aspects of the, of the investment, um, the ability to almost guess, but it needs to be an educated guess out of tens and hundreds of startups, uh, ambitious uh, teams that you meet. Uh, who is going to be the the winning team? This is something that uh, definitely you know an experience that I had to uh, we had to to establish. So it is both a combination of past experience being entrepreneurs ourselves, but also uh, 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 gaining uh, financial and 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 investment uh, skills along the way. And this is something that uh, we touched on. A little bit before we have established the fund by uh, uh, doing some uh, some angel investments uh, before we have established the funds, but obviously throughout the the, the year that uh, we've been uh, operating, this is something that uh, we have um, uh, gained and, and established uh, uh, quite well. Right, and and how do you then now you look at a variety of you know early stage companies, you know, want, wanting to lead seed rounds, and you look at their their technology with the cybersecurity industry, are there any patterns that you're seeing that differentiate between the ones that you feel more comfortable partnering with rather than the ones that you're, that you're less comfortable partnering with? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I believe that uh, we've been experiencing uh, a certain pattern along many uh, teams of entrepreneurs because on one hand, because of the the amazing reputation of uh, the cybersecurity industry in Israel, many veterans uh, from 8200 and, and other technological units, you know, they are very eager to establish a startup. Uh, however, it's very, very difficult uh, to identify a, a brilliant idea, a, a real need, and a barrier to entry. So many teams will go through a process which is called an ideation. But very often they will uh -huh. come up with what I what we refer to as synthetic need. Uh, so something that from the outside may look uh, 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 lucrative, but when you dig under the hood, you find out that it doesn't represent a real need, uh, an urgent need in the right. market. It, it is more uh, uh, of a wishful thinking. And this is something that we need to be really careful about because we invest only in uh, solutions that solves a real need, an immediate need uh, that uh, the market uh, indeed uh, uh, needs. Um, 
And the many teams that we met, as explained, uh, unfortunately, they come up with those synthetic needs uh, compared to what we would like to invest in, an authentic need. Ideally, a need that was born throughout the, la- the, the real-life experience of the entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs that used to work for a commercial company, a cybersecurity company for several years, and from their experience and meeting with customers have identified a real need, this is something that we look for. Or alternatively, entrepreneurs that used to work for a cybersecurity consulting uh, company Again, meeting with the customers, with clients, identifying a real need, then coming up with a brilliant technological solution with a great barrier to entry. This is something that, uh, that uh, will be attractive for us. So again, because of the fact that uh, there is so much demand, so many teams would like to found and establish a cybersecurity startup, we need to, that, that's the phenomena that we often see. And so then when you go into either do due diligence or think critically yourself about it, how do you hope to, to find, you know, real product market fit in the world of cybersecurity? A lot, you know, mo, mo, like 99% of it, I'm guessing, is, you know, B2B. Uh, you know, you're selling to enterprises. You're offering similar yet different yet similar solutions that exist. You have to do a lot of explanations, right? Because a lot of the times, uh, even though you're selling to perhaps, you know, the security people in those companies, they, it, it's not, you know, it's not like you can send them to a landing page and they sit and look, oh yeah, okay, this looks like something I want to buy, right? It's not like it's not the same purchasing experience. So, so what what are some struggles there, and and what is the you know from your experience the right way to strategically go about finding that you know product market fit and, and whether it's there? It's it's a very good question. So it's a combination of the following. First of all, we ourselves uh, bring uh, many years of uh, of experience uh, uh, working with real. Uh, 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 customers, you know, Fortune 500 customers across the globe. For example, when I was working for Checkpoint, I was an executive uh, sponsor for Citibank, just as an example. So obviously, we bring a lot of intuition and experience from our own experience, from right. our own background and experience. Coupled with the fact that uh, our LPs, the investors of our uh, with our fund, uh, are uh, uh, world global leaders uh, in the cybersecurity arena. Names like uh, Shlomo Kremer, uh, Mickey Budai, Stuart McClure, uh, and so forth. These are guys that uh, when we feel that uh, we have the need, we will, uh, we will consult with them and we would expose the potential startups to them and uh, look for, for their opinion. Uh, but I think that the most important f- uh, part for us is uh, uh, the, the startup itself. So ideally, we would like to invest in post-revenue uh, startup, so a startup that already gained 100,000, 200,000 worth of ARR. Uh, we are willing to pay the toll and, uh, and uh, uh, invest in a higher valuation uh, in uh, such situation because then we can really interview the customers that are using the product and after three, four interviews, uh, you can, when you ask the right questions, of course, uh, verifying that the product is really used in the way that the entrepreneurs were planning it uh, to be used. But if the startup is based on a, a, present, a PowerPoint presentation and a good idea that doesn't deter us, uh, we will ask and we will help the team to meet and uh, present the solution to 10, 15, 20 a potential customers, and then we will interview the customers. For us, again, it is very, very important to identify 
that it solves a real need, an immediate need, so not an, a futuristic uh, need, and a, 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 a significant uh, gap, a significant uh, um, a risk that the, the startup uh, is going to solve with a, a significant technological barrier to entry. I love it, Nathan. For, for all the insights, your generosity with your time. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And I think that what you're doing with Hyperwise VC uh, spinning off of your longtime career as an entrepreneur, engineer, and uh, now I learn uh, legal, uh, you know, in, in the legal scene. Uh, but so before we leave, uh, I really want to thank you for being generous with your time. Uh, I do have two really important questions. One of them is the three words that I always ask. But the other one, which is even more important, is what is your favorite Beatles song? Probably the the song uh, by George Harrison, Here Comes the Sun. I think it is at the end of the day, it's the the most favorite Beatles song, even though it's very difficult to answer that question. It depends on the mood and how you wake up in the morning. But probably, do you like your mom? It's the you know what I I've been I remember being in middle school and I was a Beatles fanatic and I would be listening to the Beatles from morning to night I was, I think I was the only middle schooler in Israel who was so obsessed with the Beatles and what I think really was incredible to me was both the authenticity behind the sound speaking of cybersecurity the authenticity behind the sound but also the fact that you know for every mood for every time of the day there's one of a thousand songs that you can choose Correct. from that'll be just right. Uh, Nathan, and now I need the three words. Uh, so I think that the uh, three words that uh, can describe me are, uh, first of all, I'm very devoted uh, to my fa- family, to my friends and colleagues, but definitely to the entrepreneurs that uh, we invest in. I'm a hard worker. I-, I believe in hard working and I'm very curious. I always like to learn new things you know, in whatever uh, 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 schools or, or arenas uh, or, or philosophies. I love that. Nathan, uh, stay Thank safe and stay much. healthy. And take care. Bye-bye.